why would you hold the hardest money that's ever existed and then give it to somebody else to hold, right? Like, why would you do that? That's terrible. Now you're in the same situation you were before. You're you're asking permission to gain access to those funds. Somebody can cut you off from them. So having the ability to hold it in what my opinion is the best way to hold your Bitcoin, it eliminates single points of failure, including yourself and multi-sig, and then having a trusted partner who can help you walk through the process. So that's that's really the whole goal at Unchained. And I think for for many businesses, they're seeing that as, as a huge, huge value prop there for, for multi-sig and collaborative custody specifically. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Builders and Bitcoin podcast, a podcast about the people who bring Bitcoin to life. I'm your host, Rod, and I go by the handle BitKite on Twitter. I was fortunate to have Bitcoiner Justine Harper who's the VP of Business Development, or I like to say Chief Bitcoin Continuing Education Lead at Unchained Capital. It is always great to have her in Nashville and on campus here at Bitcoin Park. We covered a number of topics in less than 60 minutes, including the importance of self-custody, what collaborative custody really means, Unchained's range of products to help users hodl and manage their Bitcoin keys, and really what is a Bitcoin native financial services firm, the trade-offs, mainly the positives versus negatives of Bitcoin-backed loans, and a lot more. I'm excited for y'all to give it a listen, so let's just jump right in. Justine, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming back to Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for having me. You got, uh, you got quite the place here. It's, it's a pretty special place, and the community truly makes it. Yes, it's special. The community is amazing. I, I, the Bitcoin community as a whole in real life, I think yeah. in real life. IRL. Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, that's what the youngins say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is amazing. And I think that Nashville has such a good sort of family down home vibe going. And I, I'm very much enjoying it. I think you nailed it. And not to compare to any other places, but I think, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. When we were talking, I think it was yesterday, two days ago, you're like, Nashville is unique in the sense that, you know, it's you feel like it's a little bit more family oriented or a place where you're just going to someone's backyard and hanging out. Yes. I mean, the Bitcoin capital of the world, Austin, Texas, is an amazing place to Shout be. Shout out Parker Lewis. <laughs> you got that plug. Um, and very much enjoy it. And uh, I think that vibe there is just a little bit more, um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I think when we were talking, I said it's a little bit more single focused, which maybe is not a fair thing to say, but I feel like when you go to to Austin, you're hitting up like the local bars and you're just like, go, 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 having fun. And then here's just a little more laid back. It's just a little more family focused, a little more backyard. Um, it's very, uh, it's very Tennessee, you know, very it's Tennessee. like, I'm, I'm waiting for the country music stars to show up in the backyard while we're having the barbecue. <laughs> you never know. You never you know. Never you know. know. Um, well, it's always fun. And honestly, like a, a place like Bitcoin Park, it, 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 brings a place for folks from all around the states, around the world, just to come and kind of hang, whether it's for a day, a week, heck, a month or more. Um, come and visit us, by the way. Uh, shameful plug there. Um, but we're not here to talk about Nashville or Bitcoin Park. Um, I very much appreciate you taking the time. We're going to spend about maybe 60 minutes talking about a number of things, uh, including Bitcoin, as well as uh, things around Unchained. Um, one of the tough questions I have now, this is episode four, I believe. So thank you for this. Um, 
I find difficult answering is when people ask me is like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I know we talked about this a little bit before, but I, I laugh because it really depends on who you're talking to, yeah. right? Because if you mention Bitcoin, <laughs> that could be a really long conversation. So you always have to kind of like feel out the situation itself. So generally, if it's a stranger in passing, I say I work in fintech. Yeah. Um, usually nobody's ever okay with just that answer, right? Um, so if I'm sitting in an Uber and well, what does that mean? It's I essentially say that I, I work for a company that provides financial services um, built on Bitcoin, um, essentially helping individuals hold their wealth in Bitcoin in a way that they hold control, and then they get these awesome services on top of it. And that usually is like a pretty good explanation where someone will either say, oh, that Bitcoin, it's a scam, or, oh, that sounds really interesting, right? So it can go two different Two and you know which way you're going to go down. And <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait a minute. You well, generally I spend know. The next one minute yeah. here or next one hour? Exactly. So I, that's generally what I say. Um, if somebody asks more, then of course you can jump in a little bit deeper and some amazing conversations come from it. Um, a lot of people have no idea what multi-sig is. They don't even understand Bitcoin. So it, it opens up the door to a lot of conversations. But that's like my go-to. That's my, my one-sentence answer to feel the waters to see where we're going next, I guess. Yeah, so... That's, uh, I couldn't agree more. It's around how much time I want to commit to the conversation yeah, and yeah. the type of person as well. But you, your role at Unchained is on the education side. Is that fair? And my current title, yeah. I say title because I, I joke titles are a made up thing, right? Especially yeah. in Bitcoin, uh, is VP of business development. Um, I currently am heading up our continuing education department oh, cool. while also helping with some more of the stra uh, strategic aspects and sort of management overall of business development. Um, so I'm doing both currently, but I did actually help develop our continuing education department. And my first role was helping people one-on-one -on -one hold their keys many times for the first time walking them through what a signing device is, walking them through what seed phrases, what is a Bitcoin key, and then actually helping a lot of people do their first ever Bitcoin transaction. So very, very focused on the educational side of things. I, I personally feel that education is empowerment. So that's really what drives me. Love that. I'll say in my conversations over the last, you know, X amount of years, when I ever even say the word Bitcoin, people are uh, intimidated, yes. maybe a little bit fearful. Um, they put up a front. Um, and there's that friction, if you will. And, you know, we have a culture which is don't trust, verify, but you need to find some sources to trust and handhold, if you will, uh, through that education process. So I am curious. So when somebody comes to you, actually two questions. One, like what are the one to two go-to resources for Bitcoin education that you, after an introductory call, let's say, you're providing almost undoubtedly? Oh. A very, I, I go to this resource a lot, especially in kind of the Twitter world. People reach out, hey, where do I go to learn more? Right. Yeah, Which yeah. is so hard because there's so much good content out there. Um, generally, one of my favorite places to send people is actually bitcoin only.com. Okay. I think it has done a really great way of um, gathering all of this amazing content from all over and putting in a really easy to understand formatting way that you can just choose which, like, are you wanting to learn about meetups? Are you wanting to learn about educational content? What are, what are you trying to go for? Um, so I generally, if it's, if it's on Twitter or somewhere social or just in general, we'll send people there to start falling down their own rabbit hole. Um, but I also am a huge fan of Rivers Glossary. Yeah. They've built Shout up, out River. oh man, awesome, awesome team over there. They've built out a great, um, 
great educational content there. And then, of course, I may be a little bit biased, um, but the Unchained blog, I think, is pure signal. Uh, totally. The team has been cranking out some technical articles recently. Of course, we've got Parker Lewis's Gradually Then Suddenly series. Um, so those are probably my top three. It just depends on in what context. Uh, with Unchained, after we've kind of talked to a client, we essentially send them their their walkthrough, like what they should be doing for the next few weeks to months and have that content included. Most of it would be Unchained content, but Bitcoin-only.com is, is definitely one of my, my top favorites. Uh, we're going to go on a tangent here, but uh, I'm always um, debating in my own head, uh, do I say Bitcoin only, Bitcoin focused or mm -hmm. Bitcoin native? You know, that's yeah. I see on your website, you know, right at Unchained.com. It is a Bitcoin native financial services yes. company. Bitcoin native, what does that mean though? Yeah, right? what do, let me ask you this. What does that mean? <laughs> so I feel like for us, Bitcoin native means we're using the protocol that already exists to then create um, services on top of it. And we're we're staying true to that foundation of self-custody. Like that's what Bitcoin native means to us. Um, but there has been some internal talk of like, what does that mean to outsiders? Like, what does that even mean? Um, Bitcoin only is like, we're only, a, we're a Bitcoin only company. We only have Bitcoin as an option. Um, and as an individual, I'm only focused on Bitcoin. So yeah, I feel like it's it, there are so many terms in this space that are extremely difficult, as I'm sure we can talk about sure. a little bit later, um, that it's hard to narrow down what makes sense internally and then what makes sense for individuals coming in from the outside. I think for many outsiders, they don't understand that the whole crypto space isn't Bitcoin and then a lot of like Bitcoin tokens under it, right? Like they don't totally. get the difference. Um, so sometimes just trying to get them to focus on Bitcoin is the main goal. And then they'll figure out sort of what that means as you go along. Um, but it, it's it's complex for totally. sure. Totally. And that's why uh, owning and, and communicating and enforcing that narrative or the, not maybe not narrative is not the right word, but that um, philosophy, if you will. Like, for example, with the meetup that I've, uh, organized for the last 10 meetups, I'd get up on, you know, at the beginning and basically say, this is a Bitcoin focused meetup. What does that mean? We're focused on the capital B Bitcoin, the monetary network and lowercase b, the reserve asset, right? And we're not talking about altcoins, gold, dollars, stable coins, NFTs, LFTs, you name it. Uh, this is where we're focused on, uh, Bitcoin, yeah. uh, and, and so on. So, um, that's why, yeah, I kind of like the word or the Bitcoin-focused uh, area of I'm it a fan all. of that as well. I think it, it's a very clean way to essentially just lay it out like this is what we're focusing on. So, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a fan of that term. So who are the ideal uh, people or even businesses, right? Because you guys handle uh, commercial accounts yep. as well. Um, who's like the ideal person that's, you know, signing up and wanting to become an Unchained customer? That is a great and complex question because one thing that I, I love and something I, I sort of have learned over, I guess, the, the last almost two years is that our clientele is very diverse. Um, I think the one core thing everybody has in common is they understand that Bitcoin is the thing they want to hold. They may not have any clue how to do it, mm -hmm. um, and they may be coming from multiple different backgrounds, but they know they don't have to be convinced. If they come to us, they've already been convinced. They've already been orange-pilled, right? Now it's how do we get them to hold their keys? Um, so we have individuals who this is the first Bitcoin they'll ever own. Um, with our concierge service, we gift $1,000 of Bitcoin back, and many times that's the first Bitcoin anyone will ever hold. And how amazing is it 
that it goes directly to an address that yeah. they hold the keys to. Um, we have individuals who have been in the space for a very long time who've been holding their funds on Coinbase and exchanges, and they've realized like, okay, I really I need to make this change, but. I need help doing so. I'm terrified as myself as a single point of failure. I'm going to end up like that poor gentleman with the uh, server in the dump. You know, yeah. like I'm going to mess everything up. So I want to have a partner and then also use multi-sig to eliminate single points of failure. And yeah. then we have small businesses. We have corporations using our business accounts because that way they can actually split up the keys over multiple business partners and then have uh, different levels of access on their interface. So they could have an accountant who can view only. They can have an admin kind of helping with the day-to-day. So it allows businesses to hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet in a way that kind of like fits into the business world. Sure. Um, not, you know, just a cold card written down on a piece of paper somewhere that they have to go, you know, figure out how to use every time. So, yeah. So I'm going to unpack a bunch of this stuff because we lose a lot of great Bitcoin terms. But if I could summarize what you just said and really well said. Uh, collaborative custody. Yes. You are providing a collaborative custodial or custody solution for uh, customers to hold their own Bitcoin. Yes. And in a way that they don't lose control. I mean, bring in a trusted third party, but someone where you're not giving away that control. But yes, agree. Collaborative custody is, yes. Spot on. Um, So Let's actually back up. So you mentioned multi-sig. So can you define what does multi-sig mean and then maybe compare that to what is a single sig? Absolutely. Um, If it's okay, I'll kind of back up even further and sort of explain what does self-custody mean. Perfect. Um, So with Bitcoin, Bitcoin lives on the Bitcoin network. It never leaves the network. Um, In order for you to be able to access it or spend it, you have keys, private keys associated with it, and those keys are connected to an address. And therefore, anyone who holds the keys can sign a transaction and move that Bitcoin. A single SIG address means that you created this address with one single key, and then you need one single key to sign to therefore move the Bitcoin. In multi-sig, you actually create an address with multiple keys. It can be a very large variety of combination of keys. Unchained focuses on two of three, meaning we uh, create an address with three keys, and two are needed to sign a transaction to move funds. Um, So the difference there is simply how many different components you need to sign the transaction, and then how many, of course, were used to create the address itself. So that's the difference there. Um, I can jump into sort of how I feel differences in the custody model if you want, but that's kind of the the general. Yeah, I I definitely want to do that. Actually, can we just show people how that looks? So we're actually looking at your screen right now, which is when you log in and you have an account uh, set up, you're on Unchained.com. You go into the home key, uh, home uh, section, and you mm-hmm. actually on the left-hand side, if you click into there, you'll see keys, yep. for example. And you'll have also what's called vaults. But we're going to look at keys and a nice naming, Owl and Cedar. Yes. Yeah, so this is my uh, old staging account. You'll see <laughs> this. There's a, a few things here that you uh, will notice right off the bat as a client you shouldn't have. As I have not gone, done a key check in a while on this account. So uh I didn't have access to my keys since I am in Nashville and don't carry them around with me because that would be a single point of failure. So if I can jump in Mm -hmm. as an Unchained uh, uh, customer, I actually love this as a feature. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of us may go into this set it and forget it mode in terms of where we store our uh, seed phrase and our keys and so on. I think it's every 75 days Mm -hmm. um, we get a nice little friendly nudge from Unchained. 
Um, here you got uh, 469 <laughs> days and this key cannot be used yeah. until you confirm that you are the owner and that mm -hmm. you can sign a transaction on here. Um, but I think that's a very helpful way. And I think 75 days is actually a really good amount of time such that you can um, uh, just be in possession or know how to sign the transaction when you need to. So that's what once every or four times a year. Not yeah, bad. It's, it's a good health check. We yeah. like to refer to it as a health check. I want to point out too, just for those who maybe are not aware, that simply means you can't use the key on our interface. Of course, you can interact with that Bitcoin Great address point. in many different interfaces. You choose how you interact with it. If you're using Unchained, we do have this kind of health check built in. And really, it's just, yeah, a reminder. You should be go going and checking those keys. You have access to that signing device. Does it work? Do you know where your seed phrases are? So this is just something, set it and forget it. Um, opens you up to failures that perhaps could be prevented if you're checking often. And another word you used earlier on was empowerment. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of little things that empowers the uh, individual to feel more confident in their custody um, setup. And one of which, which on your continuing education side, is kind of going through this ch health checklist, if you will, of seed phrases and, and so on. And by the way, what are the best practices where to store these uh, uh, pieces of information? Absolutely. And how you compared single SIG versus multi-SIG, how do you want to set up those differently as well? Yeah. Um, so if we actually went to one of your vaults potentially. Here. Yeah. So I've got one, a few vaults set up here. There's not much Bitcoin sitting in there, but this is uh, my main vault. That's a lot vault. to me, but okay. <laughs> uh, this is my main vault. We'll give it a second to load here. I'm on my hotspot, so it may not be liking it much. There it goes. Okay. Um, so yeah, so this is what our main uh, vault interface will look like. You'll notice that you've got the keys here. It shows which key that you are using within this vault. The Unchained interface actually allows you to use as many keys as you want. You could create multiple different vaults with different key quorums and have those separated out if you'd like. Um, most clients are going to use two keys and then just create multiple vaults with those two keys. Yep. Um, from here, you can deposit, withdraw, and transfer between vaults. We have the transaction history. And then you have a lot of options down here where you can get address history. You can actually print vault statements. Oh, is vault statements new? No, they're in a new location, though. Okay. They used to be a little bit hidden um, in those three-dot menus, which Got have it. been doing a lot of work on our interface. But we are improving our interface daily. So now these are a little bit easier to find. You don't have to go searching for them as often. That's awesome. So... Out of curiosity, because some other, you know, for multi-sig or multiple mm -hmm. signature, you mentioned two of three. Some solutions are three of five. I mean, heck, you could go four of seven. You could go right. 11 of 15. Um, from your person or per perspective or maybe Unchained's perspective, mm -hmm. why uh, just be two of three? It's a great question, one that comes up often. Um, we are two of three, and we recommend physical seed phrases, meaning that you shouldn't be dependent on that, that hardware device, right? That signing mm -hmm. device. Um, devices malfunction. And you should never be dependent on that technology. So we very much believe in having physical seed phrases. Because of that, that means your two keys look like four pieces of information. Your two signing devices and then the backups for each of those. Yep. Um, highest maximum security for that would have four separate locations, for those four pieces of information, right? That's the best security that you can do is find different locations to put those in. Um, four locations for an individual is a decent amount, trying to find four secure locations for that. When you go to three of five, that means you've got now perhaps six to eight to 
all okay. sorts of different yeah. locations that you're going to have to come up with. Um, and I think that the the trade-off there is it becomes um, too complex for most individuals. Now, there are major corporations who have businesses all over the world, and maybe they're, you know, they can separate them and, on different um offices all mm -hmm. over the world. For an individual, what we found is that complexity just means that they're throwing it all in the same drawer and it's now a single point of failure. Yep. So what are what's the point? Um, all of the different steps that you have to go through to then sign a transaction, it just adds a lot of complexity that maybe in our opinion doesn't add more security. So we feel that two of three is that sweet spot. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'll be honest, even when you we start talking about um, storing and security and all this, and it, you, you nailed it with the word complexity, People then rationalize in their head, you know what? I'm just going to leave it on Coinbase yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll solve this problem another day, yeah. which is unfortunate. But I do like the simplicity and going back to the hand-holding um, that you guys offer because, um, correct me if I'm wrong, part of the package, you know, you, you can call or I don't know about calling, but you can email and schedule time to, you know, have a, another health check, if you will, on a over a Zoom. Yeah, our client um, services department. I mean, we have we have a phone line, we have emails, we have people uh, answering those six days a week. Um, but also, if you've come through the concierge service, which is our white glove one on one onboarding, where you would essentially have an expert sit down with you, set up those devices for you, explain what the seed phrase is, do that transaction for the first time. Um, for many clients, that's the first time they've ever held their own keys, dealt with these devices, or done a Bitcoin transaction, and they have an expert on the line to walk them through all of that. Um, then you have the option for like that concierge service, that white glove service, which you've opted in for. And yeah, you can you can call up your concierge uh, individual and set up a Zoom call and and how you know do a transaction or maybe your cold card's giving you a little bit of trouble. You know, we have technical um, experts who can walk you through that. So it's definitely an option for individuals who need that that assistance, right? They, that number to call, that expert yeah. to reach out to if you need. Bitcoin is complex and some people do just fine on their own with their, you know, 11 of 15 multi-sig oh, <laughs> separated uh, I'm, I'm all sweating over. sweating right now. Right? Um, using a wallet interface and they're totally sovereign in that and that's great. Um, sometimes, and for some people, that would stop them from perhaps removing it from Coinbase. And so it's nice to have the different levels. Yeah. And going back to the community here in Nashville, we have some amazing folks that are super technical. Mm -hmm. um, but the majority of folks are just very Bitcoin curious. Yeah. And they're looking to, they're maybe at the beginning of their journey, midway through their journey, maybe they've accumulated a little bit. And now to the point where it's appreciated in value, where they're now seeing what happened with Celsius or Vol uh, no, um, Voyager and mm -hmm. these other folks and saying, wow, yeah, I don't want that counterparty risk. And they come up to us and or they ask me like, hey, for me, I'm a very lazy person. So I want to go and say, okay, here's like a, Unchain is easy. Just intro to Parker, Cam or yourself and just say, have a conversation with them. Do your own research and then figure it out. And then knowing that this is the step-by-step -step process to go about to be able to be onboarded because you mentioned a number of different things, but you know, I, I actually don't like using the term wallets associated with mm -hmm. like a Trezor or a Ledger or a cold card. I, you nailed it by saying signing devices. So you guys actually, as part of your onboarding, you work with that first call and say, which of these devices are you most comfortable with? And then you'll, as part of their package, mail them the devices. 
Is that? Yeah. So you have the option. There's a lot of different options. You can actually go onto the interface as, as I am right here, and you can create a vault completely on your own. You don't have to go through us. You can walk through the steps, do this totally solo, and um, those vaults are free for you to do. So there's no there's no service fee for a vault. So that's an option for the individual who feels pretty confident. Maybe they're, they're holding single signature, and they want to upgrade to multi-sig mm-hmm. and include a collaborative custody partner, you can do that completely on your own. But what we have is our concierge service, which helps walk you through that. So in that, you have the option of us sending you the devices or you providing your own, your choice. Um, If you want us to send you one, two, whatever is needed, we send that to you. Um, And then we set up a call to essentially set that up with you, walk you through the steps, download that firmware, um, create that seed phrases while also teaching you best practices as you go along. Because for many people, they don't know that they're not supposed to take a cell phone photo of that, those words they just wrote down, and they're not supposed to, you know, send it to themselves in an email. So a lot of the call is really teaching those best practices, as well as helping with technical support. I don't know how many individuals I helped onboard who ran into an issue, had nothing to do with Bitcoin, had to do with their computer or downloading a PDF, right? So you're, you're Are kind you of connected just... to the internet right now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. So a lot of these calls, you, you really develop that relationship with the individual, but you're helping them through more than just setting up multi-sig. You're really kind of introducing them to Bitcoin self-custody in a way that it's very approachable, very personal, and they can ask those questions that, that maybe are very specific to them. So that process walks them through we end that call with the client having a multi-sig vault set up. Uh, they hold the keys. They have a, a clear guideline and, and direction of how they're going to store those seed phrases. And then my favorite part when I was yeah. doing this was moving on over to Coinbase and helping the individual move their Bitcoin <laughs> off of Coinbase. Uh, I made a joke one time that uh, every time I help a client move their funds off Coinbase, an angel gets their that, wings. 100%. Um, so, yeah, that that's definitely uh, – the best part of the job is helping people really take take control. Well, if you're someone out there that you're in your uh, community, uh, often to uh, often looked at as the Bitcoin person and getting all those questions, and you're lazy like I am, uh, Justine, Parker, Cam, and the team are a great resource just to say, hey, reach out to them, have a conversation, mm-hmm. and they'll guide you through the whole process. And you can actually go to Unchained.com and there's a free consultation right at the okay. top. Um, you, you can have a free consultation with our team, ask those questions, see if it's a good fit before you even sign up for the concierge or any other services. So Bitcoin native financial services, mm-hmm. heavy on the custody, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a multi-sig. Uh, there's no single sig. Obviously, single sig they can do on their own. When we say financial services, what are the other financial services? Absolutely. So one thing I wanted to kind of touch on as I'm sharing my screen is the option to have different accounts. Um, So within your uh, account, you can actually create multiple different ones. You could have a trust account or a business account where you can navigate between the two. Um, My staging account doesn't have much having to do with the trust account itself, but it's something that are completely separate from one another, but our interface sort of... um, brings it together in a very easy to use way. But within the actual services, so you've set up your multi-sig, you've got our vault, now you want to do something with your Bitcoin. Um, So what services are provided on top of that? So we have our Bitcoin-backed loans, which essentially you can use your Bitcoin as collateral to get a U.S. dollar loan. 
We have um, our trading desk, which means that you can purchase Bitcoin and there's never a middleman in between, right? There's no exchange that has your information. So can we go back to the loans? We can go back to the loans, yes. This this is the part that scares me a little bit. I hear you. But maybe let's explain why would people uh, take out a loan on their Bitcoin? For sure. I think a lot of people are trying to get on the Bitcoin standard, right? Maybe Bitcoin is their only... The only asset they use, Um, they want to purchase a car. Uh, They want to maybe buy a house. They want to invest in something. And they don't want to sell their Bitcoin because we all know Bitcoin's number go up, right? Like this is, there's only 21 million. We're not not getting rid of it. Um, But maybe they want to use it as collateral for a short-term U.S. dollar loan. Um, I personally think that the individual who's doing this needs to understand the trade-offs and Unchained is very, very conservative in the way that we do loans, which is why I respect the company as much as I do. Um, we do not rehypothecate. So in That's our big. yeah, it's huge. In our loans, you actually hold one of the three keys. The Bitcoin sits in a multi-sig address. It does not leave. You so you can, can see that address. You can see it. It's not going anywhere. Um, so you actually hold one of the three keys. We hold one, and then a third-party key signer or key holder does. Uh, yeah, it never leaves. So it's very different than some of these other Bitcoin loans where you send an, a company your Bitcoin, hope they get it, and then they send you U.S. dollars, and you hope that somewhere along the way they'll send you back your Bitcoin. Um, so our way of doing it is is very different. Uh, we do not rehypothecate, and we do use the multi-sync technology. So, okay. So totally understand that aspect. How does it go real bad? When you're not being conservative, um, my personal take here, which all and I can do is— And also understanding. You mentioned like yeah. Unchained being conservative. Maybe you can explain what does like loan-to-value mean and like yeah. what are the kind of guardrails there. So the percentage that you need to be holding in collateral compared to the U.S. dollars that you've removed. Um, so you have to have a certain threshold there, right? And if the market starts to drop, if that price goes down— your Bitcoin that's sitting there is worth less U.S. dollars than it was previously. Sometimes it's worth more, though, right? It goes both ways. Um, So you need to be aware of when there's something called a margin call where you need to then add more U.S. dollars or add more Bitcoin. Um, Unchained reaches out to you, walks you through those steps. That is something that you need to be aware of. And therefore, I feel if an individual is getting a Bitcoin-backed loan, you should not be uh, collateralizing your whole stack. Um, I feel like that gets into dangerous territory that I don't like to see people in. So if you choose to do a Bitcoin back loan, my guidance there or advice would be have some Bitcoin sitting in an unchained vault because you don't want to have to depend on getting it over from somewhere else, right? To be able to collateralize that loan, add some more Bitcoin in if needed or U.S. dollars. And remember that our financial system does not work very quickly. <laughs> and it doesn't work on the weekend. It doesn't so. work on the weekend. So depending on your bank sending a wire, not something I recommend. Yeah. Um, so you need to be thinking through those things. Uh, consider the trade-offs. I'm a very conservative person when it comes to debt. Um, but I think Bitcoin back loans works really well for businesses. A lot of miners love them because they can use that Bitcoin they're mining to then grow their business. Um, it's, it's one of those things where as an individual... I'm not where I would do a Bitcoin-backed loan, personally. Sure. Um, I, I know we joked earlier. I'm not sure what how how much Bitcoin I'd have to have uh, to, to feel good about giving some of mine up to get U.S. dollars. But I also understand, like, it it's great for some people. Yeah. 
I mean, my favorite was when I saw people, this is terrifying, but also amazing. Um, <laughs> people were uh, uh, using their Bitcoin to collateralize a loan to get U.S. dollars to buy more Bitcoin. Oh, God. And then immediately paying it off because it, they got it on a dip, right? And so then the price goes up, they pay off the loan, and they've just doubled their stack by playing the game. But you got to understand, uh, you got to understand go the rest ways. of the trade-offs. Exactly. So uh, to each their own. Yes. You know, do your own research. Options are good. Everything Op- has trade-offs. I-, I agree with that. That's yeah. why, you know, as much as I'm like, a, you know, it's funny, like depending on who you ask, it'll be like Rod's the most hardcore Bitcoin <laughs> maximalist or Rod's like the most weak Bitcoiner right. in the world. <laughs> And it's like, you know, the options that are out there that people can have information and make their own um, calculated or informed decisions, more power to you. Right. With that said, when it comes to leverage, in my humble opinion, it's like, you know, I'm going to generalize and categorize these groups of people into three buckets, let's say. And you don't have to confirm this. I'm just making it up. Which is there's the third that knows the game. They're like, hey, I'm taking on some debt. It's maybe short-term, medium-term, or even long-term. This is my ca- my calculus. I have this Bitcoin in reserves with an unchained vault or el- uh, elsewhere. I know how to uh, manage my margin call if it happens. Cool. Then there's a third that's like, wow, my Bitcoin's a- appreciated. We're at 69K. Awesome. Yeah, I want that new uh, Dodge super duper car or whatever it is. I'm going to go give one Bitcoin and that's 69K and then you're going to give me, what, $35,000, let's say, in money and I go and buy the car in cash and then I have a loan against that. And then they don't realize that um, there's what's called a margin call and when it goes down to, let's say, 50K, 40K, they need to, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I kind of do know what a margin call is, but I need to now send the Bitcoin over the Bitcoin blockchain and now the mem. Uh, mempool or Wizz's mempool is congested. Uh, wait, why is it not confirmed in the next block? That's how Bitcoin works, right? Just email, just email Wiz, yeah, right? It's just, his mempool. Yeah, and he'll, he'll, he'll push <laughs> it through. <laughs> no big deal. And then the third group, which is just, <laughs> I call them the YOLO group. It's like, wait, what? What's a margin call? What's <laughs> this? I thought this is like a, like a 30-year fixed mortgage rate, you know, that I could just pay a monthly payment and we're Gucci, and I'll pay you back when I pay you back. Yeah. Um, so I can't even imagine the team when the price, I mean, when the price is dropping quite a bit for you guys, especially on the client services side, uh, handholding, educating, and you're continuously uh, having those conversations because this, uh, I kind of was joking a little bit, but now I'm being serious. Like when it comes to serious money and the, the financial livelihood of people, um, this can wreck people. So uh, kudos to you and the team. I appreciate my sleep quite a bit. So I don't even know how you guys sleep when the when. I can't take credit for that. Um, what I will say is that Unchained is in the business of helping people hold their Bitcoin. The last thing we want to see is someone lose their Bitcoin, right? So we, from the very beginning, are extremely, extremely. Um, I say conservative, but it's it's teaching clients that conservative nature as well, right? And and teaching them the trade-offs with the loan and teaching them best practices. But when it does come to that margin call time period, there's a 24-hour – everybody's on call. Um, this last uh, fluctuation in the market, what we'll say – when was that? I, I It was a few months ago, right? Um, I, I said it was the March 2020 vibes again. Uh, I mean, we had a week 
where we had our our team 24 hours a day on call, helping clients, yeah. reaching out to clients, ensuring that they knew what they needed to do and could help them. Because we don't want forced margin, card, yeah. margin calls. Excuse me. Um, we don't want to take individuals' Bitcoin. Like that's not what we want to do. Um, so yeah, props to the team. I uh, was not on call this last time. I'm not sure how I got out of it. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, I think I was moving actually in that process. But yes, the team is amazing and um, it's it's 24-hour work. So that's one other big aspect. And when you're evaluating and doing your research, in my humble opinion, it's not only about how the ease of use of the product, but it's also the team behind it. Um, I know this sounds kind of crazy, but like, what is the uh, founder's philosophy? What's the team culture? Who are the type of people that the organization is hiring? Because um, Bitcoin's, I mean, Bitcoin is for everyone, but it's also not for everyone. And a Bitcoin focused culture is something that's unique. And I got to give Joe, who is here last month here at the, uh, in Nashville, Bitcoin Park, uh, to build that culture from mm -hmm. the Parkers of the world, the Cams of the world, the Sahils of the world, um, uh, Tylers of the world, all just kind of converging and working together at one yeah. company. It's the dream team. That's that's what attracted me. Um, dream team. But I do want to say there's there's the saying that is actually Mr. Hoddles. So I have to give him credit for this. That I'm I generally love Bitcoin because it's open to all. Right. It's the first system that cannot. It doesn't care. There's no filter. It doesn't care who you are. Bitcoin doesn't care. Um, but Bitcoin is for everyone. Okay. Well, maybe Bitcoin is for anyone. Like there are some people who can't take the personal responsibility sure. to be able to self-custody their Bitcoin. So is it for everyone or is it for anyone? But you have to take kind of that that own, uh, you know, personal responsibility, jump forward and 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 do the thing needed. Um, so yes, sorry, I just wanted to add that in. Bitcoin is for everyone, oh, anyone. I love it. So I think we touched on uh, the custody aspect, which mm -hmm. is like the, kind of the core of uh, Unchain, if you will. The foundation. The foundation, yeah, Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And then the loan product was one of your probably first financial services mm -hmm. products. And then now you have what's called an OTC or over-the-counter um, trading yep. uh, product. Yeah. So in the past, that had been for larger amounts and very uh, small amount of states, uh, just trying to get licenses in each state. Those is damn uh, money transmitter <laughs> exactly. licenses. Um, but we've grown our team quite a lot in the last year, and we've had some significant focus on that. So we've actually expanded that trading desk pretty significantly, and you can actually access it through your interface now. Um, that's being rolled out actually in the last few weeks and in the, the coming weeks. So if you don't see it yet, you will see it soon. And so you can uh, you can go through your wallet interface, your Unchained Capital account, and um, perform a trade. Uh, there's no exchange involved. Uh, Unchained is dealing with them. You're not sharing your information with a third party. And we deposit that Bitcoin right into your multi-sig vault that you hold the keys to. So it's essentially eliminating the need for an exchange. Yeah. And so there's a slight uh, definition nuance, which is there's the brokerage side and then the mm -hmm. exchange side. You guys are acting as the broker mm -hmm. for the customer and then going out and sourcing the best kind of trade at a, a fair um, uh, what they call it, a commission or a uh, transaction fee. Correct. Um, and then it goes directly into your, because uh, you have the address, mm -hmm. and it goes directly into your multi-sig. Yep. And you just choose which vault you want that to go to. Um, you select the amount of Bitcoin, you wire the funds over, we perform that trade, and then it's deposited right in. 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I will say uh, one of my new passions now, so I'm doing these um, community workshops here before the monthly uh, National Bitcoin Meetup, which has been, uh, well, I've only done one, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm going to do the second one tomorrow. Um, I've been fortunate enough to talk to a lot of small business owners. And, you know, I, I highly recommend just going out and, rather than just force feeding Bitcoin, just talking to them about their business and then seeing how they operate. And seeing what type of tools that they use, whether it's a Square, do you use QuickBooks to invoice people? Hey, for this rewards app, you use, I don't know, whatever rewards app. And where do you bank? Oh, I bank at, you know, Chase or whatever. Interesting. Okay. Well, what about a IBEX point of sale system that you can set up in less than five minutes? If you want to invoice me, by the way, I'd love to buy, you know, 10, 20, 30 bags of coffee. By the way, I'm on a mission to find the best cup of coffee. I'm not even joking around on that. Mm. Yes. I'm a big coffee fan myself, so. More to come on that. Okay. So uh, invoice me uh, and I'll pay you in Bitcoin. Cool. So you can use something like ZapRite. Mm -hmm. Then you have, uh, oh, by the way, do you want to have new customers come and frequent your establishment that may not have heard about you before? You can go sign up on Oshi or the Bitcoin company or Fold or so on to go drive incremental traffic. That's interesting. Okay, cool. And then you have a, a, like I would call it, you know, Bitcoin financial services or a Bitcoin bank like River you mentioned before or a Unchained Capital to be able to store that. And then ultimately they need to go into, because again, they're not going hardcore. It's a, Bitcoin's a journey. They're not going to be all of a sudden like, yeah, we're holding 100% on operating on Bitcoin standard and then yada, yada. It's like maybe, you know, 95% is held or 10%. And then that 90% needs to be exchanged into their local currency to pay staff, to pay suppliers and so on. Um, I think we're here a little bit closer than than we all we all think. Yeah. I mean, I. I'm shocked. I shouldn't say shocked, but I, I love to see how quickly businesses are completely just jumping in. Um, I thought there was an amazing story. I think last time I was here about the family coffee shop who was coming in to to provide coffee for the meetup and that when it was pitched to them of, hey, you know, will you accept Bitcoin and we'll help you convert it if needed? And they were like, no, 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 we want to keep it. Right. So that's, totally. that's awesome. Right. Like, more people are getting it. I think in this world that we're in right now, you you can't help but see that there's something flawed with our current financial system and the assets that we're able to hold. And to see this asset that is the first, in my opinion, that you can truly own, um, like how could you not get excited about that? It's like, yeah, sign me up. So I love that more and more businesses are jumping in. And I think IBEX is amazing. I was I saw it here last time for the first time and it was like, this is revolutionary. This is amazing. So I, I agree fully. I think we're uh we're at that tipping point where, totally. yeah. So, uh, by the way, shout out to Beck's Farmhouse Coffee. They're actually going to be here tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Perfect. And the uh, the family great. is going to be here. And actually, that four different products they're going to be implementing. And so, uh, by the way, this is to anyone who's listening. Uh, if you're a local business and want to learn more about Bitcoin, uh, for free, hit me up. I'm going to offer like and help you and give you the products and platforms that I, I personally use here at Bitcoin Park. You do your own research and then you can implement and I'll be a resource for you. Um, I'm going to have Brandon, the uh, father and founder of Bex, uh, in about a month after we've implemented all four of those uh, different products and services on the pod. Love We're going to talk about his experience mm-hmm. onboarding into Bitcoin. 
That's great. Yeah. And I mean, for Unchained, it's it's empowering those people to then be able to hold it, right? Because the last thing I want to see, and, and this is maybe my own bias, is why would you hold the hardest money that's ever existed and then give it to somebody else to hold, right? Like, why would you do that? That's terrible. Now you're in the same situation you were before. You're you're asking permission to gain access to those funds. Somebody can cut you off from them. So having the ability to hold it in what my opinion is the best way to hold your Bitcoin and eliminate single points of failure, including yourself and multi-sig, and then having a trusted partner who can help you walk through the process. So that's that's really the whole goal at Unchained. And I think for for many businesses, they're seeing that as as a huge, huge value prop there for, for multi-sig and collaborative custody specifically. Well, I think that's an amazing way to end this podcast. Um, are there a couple um, places you want to point folks to? Yeah. I mean, unchained.com is going to be your main point of um, resources there. You can sign up for a free consultation. You could immediately sign up for our white glove concierge service. If you already know you want to do it, great. Go ahead and sign right up. Um, You can gain access to our blog that will explain a lot of the different products, but also just a general Bitcoin knowledge. Um, And then, yeah, check out Parker Lewis's Gradually Then Suddenly series there. If you're not quite sold on Bitcoin and you need that final orange pill, his series is is the go-to. So Unchained.com, if you have any personal questions, Justine at Unchained.com, I'll help you as much as I can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much to spend this about an hour with me and us. Thank you, Tom, for helping us uh, record this. Um, so see you next time. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you got as much joy in hearing from Justine as I did. She is such an amazing Bitcoiner, but an even more amazing person. I'm grateful to call her a friend. As for podcasting, I'm finding it to be quite fun, informative, and a bit therapeutic in a way. As I mentioned in a previous outro, I'm planning to double down my efforts. More to come here. In the meantime, if you're enjoying the pod and want to auto-magically stay up to date, please like and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app and make sure auto-download is on. So what else do I do in Bitcoin? I curate a morning email about Bitcoin at wakeupwithbitcoin.com. You can skim for 30 seconds or dig into it for 30 plus minutes. The choice is yours and it's free. So consider subscribing or passing along to friends who are interested in Bitcoin-focused info each morning at wakeupwithbitcoin.com. Lastly, come visit us in Nashville at Bitcoin Park. We had a maxed out mining workshop with Dr. FOMO this past week. If you want to be the first to know about future workshops, meetups, or events, join our meetup page at meetup.com forward slash Bitcoin Park. Until next time.